So you're recording now. I am recording now. I can I can see the uh, the wavelength. Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records Punk Goes series to answer the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah. This week's episode is sponsored by Moondog, uh, oh, Fizzer Alcoholic Seltzer. We should reach out to them and be like, hey, we just... Um, Gave you free advertising to like five yeah. people. Uh, you know, our weekly listeners have been up to around about 500 to 600, so... Ah, well, shit. On on SoundCloud, that is. Uh, it's probably all bots. It probably is all bots. <laughs> it's, yeah, If it's, it's coming from Brazil, it's probably all bots, but... It's... Ha! That's what I was going to do. I want to get that nice audio for you. Hang on. That's going to sound so good in my ears when I... When I edit this. Yeah. Let's do a Bev check. What's to, it like? To, to you. To you. Cheers. So it's so it's the Moondog Fizzer Alcoholic Seltzer Tropical Crush flavour. Alcoholic bubbly water with bursts of passion fruit, mango, orange, and pineapple. I always thought passion fruit was one word, but it usually is. I think they've fucked it. Um It's nice. Yeah, hang on. Oh, that's dangerously easy to drink. I love it. That's going to go down real easy on a very hot day. Yeah. On a 40 degree day, that's going to be while we're sitting in 16 degree weather because we've got an air conditioner now. So, <laughs> yeah. But only 84 calories and 4%. Is it alcohol blood volume? No. Yeah, ABV. That, that's, how much, that's how much blood there is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it is something like ABV is like alcohol. Blood. Uh yeah. That, that can't be right. It's, it's one on. standard drink. ABV meaning. Hang on. So it's four... Alcohol by volume. Okay. okay. I think I'm used to seeing, because like when you get pulled over and you have to like, they're testing how much alcohol is in your... Is in your blood. Yeah. So I yeah. need blood. Only 4% alcohol blood volume. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Well, first off, we are doing Borderline by Madonna as covered by Show Off for Punko's Pop. Volume one. Yes. Uh, this conversation is almost as interesting as the conversation I had with my mother yesterday, where we were just talking about regular stuff, and she's like, "Oh, I actually did mean to call you. I was looking into Gigi Allen this week." As you do. And <laughs> I was just like, "So this is Gigi Allen, the uh, deceased lead singer of the punk band The Murder Junkies." Uh, right. I'm not going to tell you what he did. Look it up if you want to, but yeah. just like. So she's just like, oh, yeah, I was looking into Gigi Allen. And I was like, my response was just a flat, why? Yeah, understandably. <laughs> why were you looking into Gigi Allen, mother? So what was her reasoning? Oh, because uh, she worked with a guy who was wearing a Gigi Allen shirt. And I think she did the I think she did the, the thing that you can sort of get away with when you're a 70-year-old woman, which was, oh, that's an interesting fellow on your shirt. Who is that? Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. Does, what does it say? Oh, Gigi Allen. She does that to me every time I see her. Like, she'll open up my jacket or something to see what I'm, you know, what I'm wearing, what shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. She is my mother. She's allowed to do that. I, I didn't say she wasn't. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I know you I know you weren't, but I'm just sort of also not advocating for people to do it to, like, strangers or whatever. Yeah, that's that's probably good. Yeah. Um. That was the, that was actually, like, one of the highlights of my week, just to hear my mother go, I've been researching, and, like, that was one of the reasons she called me was to say, I've been researching Gigi Allen. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the highlight of my week was. There was definitely something, and now I can't remember, but it's all good. Um, this Moondog Fizzer alcoholic seltzer is pretty good. It's pretty good. We might have to, like, 
have another at some point in this uh, in this episode. It might, that's probably going to be the thing that's going to keep me excited, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, which is, this song is borderline terrible. Which is, aha, boom, insert song here. Done. So, we've considering one we've already done a episode about Madonna for her superior song "Like a Prayer." That song is so good, so good, and also she was saying some pretty dumb, dangerous things last year uh, uh, regarding coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I figure I'm not going to pull out any facts about Madonna because I just I looked at it and went, you know, because I. I was like, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with this. I mm. want to, like, find some, like, wild conspiracy theories. Because, like, there was... I don't know if it was a conspiracy theory or if someone made a joke that, like, when she did that performance with Drake, where she, like, uh. forcibly made out with him, like, during that process, she, like, she like laid an egg in him. That's and cause so she's, fucked up. Because she's a reptile. <laughs> and I was like, oh, let's look into stuff like that. And then just immediately was like, no, she said some stupid stuff about coronavirus. Basically, she's like, oh, yeah, the government the government has already got a cure. And this was, like, in June. Oh, she's like, my goodness. The, go- the government has a cure. Like, June this year or last year? No, last year. Yeah. So, June 2020, she was like, oh, yeah, the government has a cure. They just want to... I'll bring up the quote because I don't want to misquote, but then I am sort of... Do we know if she's backtracked since or is she still very, as far like... As, as far, like, I looked this up today and there's not been a... Like how we we looked into one Rob Thomas, yes, and and the articles were him apologising, yeah, for that. True, there's yeah. not been a backtrack. I think she's. It's just mostly she's deleted the stuff from Instagram, and it just fucking like while you're looking that up, it does my absolute head in that all these people who have the means to look after themselves properly in the event they get COVID, of course you're not scared of it. Of yeah. course you have that luxury of not panicking about. Loss of income, like, infecting other people. Because if that happens, like, you can just treat yourself and everyone else and no worries. Yeah. Like, you well, can you afford... can treat yourself. You're not going to treat anyone else, but yeah. But, like, you can afford all the drugs that they need to give you. You can afford your hospital stay, especially if you're in the US. That's a big thing. Like, it just absolutely does my head in that all these people have fostered such a, like, conspiratorial... Yeah. 
like vibe around COVID and then people who are legitimately downtrodden, legitimately probably scared because they live in an unstable yeah. capitalist economy. Like they then perpetuate it and it's just cooked. Like just, yeah. I say this on a podcast that we put on the internet, but like everyone just needs to shut up. Like everyone just needs to shut the fuck up for like six months. Do you know what I know? I know that I know less than virologists. Yeah, and, and doctors scientists. And, and scientists. Yeah. And pharmacists and all these people that have to spend a literal, literal decade. Literal. A literal decade to get into the field that they're in. Yeah. I know that I know less than them and I know that they're not trying to kill me or control me. I know that they're just trying to make things better for me. And to do their job. And to do their job. Like... Which is which is to make things better for people. I think one thing that got me as well, like, I saw a tweet a while ago. Someone was like, everyone who thinks that Pfizer is, like, releasing vaccines to, like, microchip you and that, it's like, well, logically, like, they're releasing vaccines so you can be old enough to need Viagra at some point. Yeah. Like, yes, there is cynicism inherent in, like... The fact that you can buy shares in like medicine companies yeah. and that, but like, why would they release something that's going to kill off their consumer base? Also, if you're if you're writing about that, complaining about that on your phone to like yeah, whoever on social media, like, they know it already. Like you're already microchipped. Yeah. So she said, uh, a vaccine for the disease has been found and proven and has been available for months. They would rather let fear control the people and let the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and sick get sicker. Do you want to take a stab at how much she's approximately worth? Ah, oh, like multi, multi-millionaire. Do you want to take a stab or do you no, want No, I don't. So upwards of $550 million. Yeah. She's, Madonna is still somehow worth that much. So like, this is, this sounds... On par with, this is as stupid as when she put on a fake British accent because she was married to a British man. This is, yeah. as, this is, maybe it's a little bit more stupid because <laughs> yeah, it's this dangerous. Yeah, this is dangerous. Because um, this is dangerous, but like, oh, you just, you're just a fucking poser. <laughs> and again, it's just like, so you're showing your ass there by saying like, yeah, the rich are getting richer. Like, yeah. we don't know what her stock portfolio looks like. We don't know who she rubs shoulders with in normal times where you can do that. But look, let's be real, she's probably still hanging out with people. Like... Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have stopped. Everyone just needs to shut up, basically. And that, including me. Like, we all just need to shut the fuck up. Like I said, I one thing I know is that I don't know more than these people. Yeah. The, the, the people who are working on it. So let's move on. Yes. Before we do, I'm just going to go close our bedroom window because the blind is banging against it. I... Genuinely would not have bothered. Um, so I'm just going to vamp while Sam goes and does that. And I, I'm go- I did because I would hear it. And <laughs> I was going to come up with a witty repartee, but I'm not. Um, instead, I'm going to have a sip of my delicious... Moondog! Tropical Crush. This is a alcoholic let, seltzer. With- let this be known, we aren't sponsored by Moondog, but... We Obviously would, not. But we, would, but we would like to be Moondog. Um, only 84 calories per can. Like, do we, do we just put it out there and say, like, hey, we drank this on our podcast and we thought it was great? No, because they would just be like, that's cool, goodbye. Aww. Do you want to talk about Borderline? 
not really, but we're contractually obligated. We d- wait, did you sign a contract? Yeah, remember, we did a blood contract. <sighs> That's right, we did do blood. Yeah. Yeah, um, the ABV yeah, on our contract. Exactly. We gave away 4% of our alcohol blood volume. All blood verily on this uh, contract. <laughs> verily on high. <laughs> Borderline was the fifth single on, and still is, I suppose, that didn't change, on Madonna's... No, they did update it. ...debut studio album, which is titled Madonna. Madonna. Uh, Sorry, I should have said, well, I'd said eponymous, but I should have also just said self-titled or whatever. Oh, is that what eponymous means? Yes. Shit. Well, there you go. I'm going to say that kind of confidently, but also kind of not confidently, because I'm pretty sure... I did look it up. No, no, that makes sense. Um, It's one of those words where if someone had said, what does it mean? I probably would have said, like, critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, But that was released in 1983, and the song was written and composed by producer Reggie Lucas... I nearly said nearly said Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> uh, Madonna was apparently unhappy with the final product and believed that Lucas used too many instruments and didn't consider her output. He was too rich with those instruments and he was going to get richer with them. I know. And I don't even know how to continue that on. Um, the chords in the song were inspired by the sounds of 1970s disco, as well as Elton John's musical style. I can get behind that. Yeah. I feel like Elton John is very sensible with things like COVID. I could be wrong, but... You'd like to think the best in people, but then, like, yeah. again, I was like, I'm sure Rob Thomas doesn't have any controversial things that he said in the past. That's fine. <laughs> um, the song was Madonna's first top ten single. I believe it reached number 10. I, okay. Yeah. That's still top 10. Yeah. And the music video was directed by Mary Lambert, who also directed the film clips for Like a Prayer and Like a Virgin. In the video, Madonna was credited for resisting the taboo of interracial relationships. Oh, uh, so like basically because the, the male counterpart in it, I believe is Hispanic. Okay. So yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, white woman and a Hispanic man. Like, it's wild cool. that. And, like, it really hasn't changed, but it's wild that, obviously, cultural norms were so rigid back then that that was, like, a revelatory thing to happen. But, like, 1983, I and look, sorry, America, we don't research your, your history, but I believe that's not that far removed from, like, that's, like, 20 years removed from it being illegal to have interracial relationships in certain parts of mm. the country. Um, yeah, I think it was even up until like the sixties in like certain states, probably the South, but certain mm-hmm. states, uh, yeah, that, you know, you couldn't have an interracial marriage. It just, so. yeah. Like, it's very easy for me to say that because I'm white. So like, mm. I've never had to sort of feel slightly maligned for being white, but it's just, yeah. You're white and you also grow up in a time where you can date who you want. Yeah. Or be, yeah. With, be with and marry who you want. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So what do you think of this song? I, it's just boring. Yeah. Like. Like, I. Do we know, sorry, I'm just going to jump in because why not? Um, do we know if after Madonna expressed how unhappy she was, Reggie then backed down and like stripped some of it back? Because it feels like they did and I don't like it. Unless. Yeah, I don't know, because, like, she makes it sound like it's this 
69-piece orchestra. Nice. Nice. I, mm. I picked that number specifically. She makes it sound like this, like, philharmonic was was behind it. You know, you have all of these instruments, but it's, like, piano and a little bit of synth and, like, maybe some guitar and drums. Like, so, like, it's a band. It's a band she, yeah. that they used. So, I don't know, like, it didn't say yeah. those details. And, like, That's all right. And, like, you can probably tell, like, I was really skimming for some facts That's about fine, this song for this episode. <laughs> but I don't know because, yeah, like it doesn't... I mean, for me, I'm not the biggest Madonna fan, but I will... When a song is good, a song is good. And even when a song is kind of enjoyably bad, like Die Another Day, yeah. I can still enjoy that song. That that's, song does bang. It does bang, but it's not a very good song, but it's it's a very fun one. Yeah. But like... This just has no guts to it. It's, yeah, this to me, it sort of falls into that category of like 80s music that feels very like basic. Yeah. I don't know how to say that without it sounding like a sort of millennial, like, uh, bass, but like, yeah, there's like, obviously like 80s music, I think like synths, I think like really lush sort of production, like... But then there is that sort of offshoot of 80s music that does feel a bit tinny and a bit yeah. empty. And this falls into that category for me. Like this would play, and I have it written down, I believe I said, uh, it would play basically like, makes me think she's going to start preaching abstinence to a group of youths. What makes you say that? Just like in the sort of the wimpiness to it. And like oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. kind of like very... Sort of like youth pastor sort of yeah, energy. yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't know why my mind went to, and again on the same album uh, cover album, um, was like the start of it makes me go to sometimes by Britney Spears for some reason. Yeah, I don't no, quite know sense. why, but like sometimes suits Britney Spears. Yeah, and like it's it's a good song. Yeah, <laughs> whereas like and has that sort of like that very nineties kind of beat to it and everything. Like this is this is the wrong side of the eighties. This is like, this is the 80s, but not like... Well, I guess it's still that transition from late 70s to... Yeah. 80s. Yeah, but like, even like, disco had its fun songs, and this isn't it. But that's the thing, is like, this isn't trying to be disco, like, it's inspired by... inspired by. But it's sort of that gear shift hasn't fully been executed yet. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and look, it's early, and as... Like, I looked into the album. I can't remember what the other singles were, but it's like, I can't remember. Probably uh, don't preach, or was that? Nah, that's like the, like, it basically feels like this is sort of treading the waters and then, like, it starts to get better for her in terms of, like, music. Um, I can picture the um, album cover. Actually, okay, that's not the one I was thinking of. Oh, Holiday, okay. Yes, Holiday was See, on. See, that song fucking rules. And and knowing what we know about the Punk Goes process, this is a really confusing one to choose. Yeah. For Madonna, like, yeah, even Holiday would would work. Holiday would be great. I wish we were talking about Holiday. Yeah. And not fucking Borderline, because I'm Borderline just losing my mind listening to this song. Yeah, it... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, and again, like, even the chorus is just super unmemorable to me. And I don't know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm both 
consecutively happy with my with my Moondog fizzer. Sure. But then I'm also bummed out about this song. Which is also a fizzer. Which is a fizzer, but in the wrong sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, for me, Madonna's one of those ones where, like, I grew up listening to a bit of Madonna via my parents. Yep. Um, kind of the same with me and my sister. Yeah. yeah. And, like... While mum was listening to Gigi Allen <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, I appreciate Madonna for who she is as a cultural figure and who yep. she was and who she inspired yada 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 but like there are definitely some like and I guess it just sort of is part and parcel of developing as a pop star is like you'd sort of start as like a basic kind of ingenue and then you get known for your craft and it sort of builds from there but like when Madonna's singles are good they're like really really good yeah and then everything else just feels slightly middling to me. Like, yeah. she's not the kind of artist that I enjoy listening to, like, full runs of albums if I don't already have that connection to them. Yeah. Like, I think, is Like a Prayer the name of one of the albums as well? I'm trying to... I think it is. Or was that, like... Hang on. Or was that a dem- I can't remember exactly the deal with Like a Prayer. I think it might have been the next album or the album after. I'm just trying to... Th- so it's the one with, like, it's... Jeans with like a really gaudy sort of yeah there we, with, yeah like a prayer like that album is really really good and again it helps that I've got that sort of nostalgic factor for it of like listening to it on cassette tape when I was a kid yeah because my parents had it but like I'm also not in that camp of people that wants to like listen to everything Madonna's ever done because. I don't think all of her work as a whole is, like, incredible. It's good, but it doesn't sort of... And I guess that's just because it's not for me. Richard S. He just entered the chat. I know. Blocked and reported. (laughs) Um, I And, like, I feel really mean saying that, but, like, in saying that, I fully appreciate who she is. Who knows? Who knows how many thousands of people she just misinformed with her stupidity? So like, well, screw that's that. exactly it. Like, like that's nah, shit. No, nah, you just need to stop, Madonna. Like, find yourself a nice cave and just go and live there for the rest of your years. Okay, that's one way of putting it. But like, yeah, I don't know. She's one of the like. She's to me. She's sort of like a classic kind of pop star, and like. She has a hell of a run of singles, mm. and that's all I need, I guess. I think, and again, like, I will admit when when a song is good, a song is good. Like, yeah, like, like, like a Prayer, Papa Don't Preach, Holiday, Vogue. Like, they're all fantastic songs, yeah. and I'll happily listen to it. And it's like, this is the same compilation album that has the Like a Prayer cover mm. on it. My favourite cover of this whole series yeah. is on that same album. But... Like, I also just find her, and it's because she also, like, very clearly can't laugh at herself, but, like, she's very goofy to me. Because, like, yeah. like the fake British accent. Yeah. And, like... She I, has, like, real theatre kid energy. Yeah, like, the, the clown show that she did over here was, I don't know if it was necessarily received very well. Like, I think a lot of people were like, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, not um, sure. 
like, I know mum was talking about it and she was <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, she kind of just crawled off the stage at one point. You can see she's wearing a thong and, and like. Wait, did your mum go to it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it happened in our, like, it was the only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours was the only city that she did it in, so she heard No, because friend of the pod, Richard S. He, I believe, might have written about and if not attended. Um, I know he at least attended. Yeah. But like, and like, she's never been, like, she's been in plenty of movies. None of them have been good. Um, so she's always just kind of, in my mind, has almost kind of been like a bit of a joke. And it's like. Okay. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then just like hearing her say just stupid stuff and the stupid people that she calls her heroes. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't revere Madonna as much as others, obviously. Yeah. So. So, no, I have just found Friend of the Pod, Richard S. He's account of the Tears of a Clown show. Yep. Um So I'll retweet that when I tweet about this episode. Um, I Yeah, I don't think... Like, I think she's one of these ones where she... She's, she's, sorry, just to cut in. Was the Tears of a Clown show the one where she had a breakdown? Uh, or was that, like, one of her regular shows? Because I know she had a breakdown over here as well. Hmm, I think it might have been. Yeah, she definitely... Because, yeah, it, it was either the Tears of a Clown or, like, just a regular Madonna show. She just, like, had a meltdown on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um. What? Oh, was... God, I'm sorry. <sighs> Hang on. Uh... Oh, yeah, so, like... I think it's just that, like, obviously pop artists need to evolve and reinvent themselves over time, but the way that she does is very bizarre to me, I guess. Yeah. Like, she's definitely still trying to cater to a youthful yeah. sound, a youthful audience, and that when it would be really cool to see Madonna be more of, like, a share or, like, a... Even, like, a fucking Dolly Parton or something. Yeah. You can still be larger than life. You can still be Madonna, but you don't have to be Madonna dressed up as, like, a Britney or a Christina or a... Or, like, that that tour that she did, was it, like, 10 years ago or something, where she's just entirely aping Avril Lavigne. Yeah, yeah. Which is just, like, woman, you're 50 (laughs) at that point. And, like, that's fine. Like, but just own being... Your age. age. Yeah. Like, I think, because, yeah, she was so groundbreaking back in the day. Like, I don't think she needs to continue proving herself. And I think if I could sort of, and I don't know why I'm complaining about this now, because this has nothing to do with Borderline, because that's when she was just emerging. But, like, Mm. I think I've never paid, like, super-duper attention to her beyond just the hits and the classics and all that, because... Like, the way that she reinvents herself, it doesn't feel particularly genuine to me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's a poser. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Let's talk about Show Off.
Show Off, formed in 1997 from Chicago. Sweet. In 1998, the band would sign to Maverick Records while it was owned by Madonna. So I guess in that sense, it makes sense. Sense, sense. That they um, did a Madonna song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's part of their story as a band, is that they signed to the Madonna label. Just why this song, though? It's just it's just curious. I'm just curious. Because like, other people like it. There's a reason it was a single. It's just that we don't like it. That is true. That is true. That is true. I, <laughs> I need to remember that I'm not the only audience. Uh, so while it was owned by Madonna, they shared space with such acts as Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. Bad Brains, mm-hmm. Deftones, Goldfinger, <laughs> Jack's Mannequin. That's so sick. Lenny Kravitz, Madonna, and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> That's less sick, but... Yeah. I love, like, obviously, like, your big record labels, they will sign for different genres and different markets and that. But I think because I'm so used to being into somewhat smaller scale labels that really curate their roster to, like, a particular sound or a particular Mm. vibe, or, like, it always makes me laugh seeing, like, who's on, like... I feel like Universal is way too big to even... But like, but band, like bands like that sometimes do get signed to Universal. I don't know. I'm like, I can't think of who. But but that's not what I'm saying. No. It's more just it makes me laugh seeing a record label roster that's just so all over the place. Yeah, because obviously it works because each of those respective bands have something to offer. Someone's picked that up. Blah blah blah. But it just yeah, like Jack's Mannequin alongside Deftones. That to me is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jack's Mannequin and Deftones shared the same space with Goldfinger. Mm. <laughs> like, that is very funny. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else is funny is that Show Off's song Spill was included in the soundtrack for the Digimon movie. I do not remember Digimon having a movie. Do you remember the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. I want, like, when Tamagotchi... And Pokemon were a thing. Like, Digimon was sort of like a thing merging of the two, and I desperately wanted one, and I never got one. I had one. Did you really? I had a Digimon, yeah. You're such a privileged child. I, um, you could, like, cheat, kind of, and figure out a way to get the, uh, to get the most powerful Digimon, which at that time was literally just a whale. <laughs> And Logically so, speaking, like, whale trumps a lot of things just by sheer size. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I do remember the Digimon theme song that was like Digimon, Digital Monsters, Digital Yeah. I might put it in here. I mean, we've just done a pretty good rendition of it, but that's fine. True. Yeah, you don't need to hear it. We've done it. Uh, so their self-titled debut album, I should have said eponymous this time, but I didn't, uh, <laughs> was produced by... Feldy! Insert... Uh, Goldfinger, Goldfinger Stinger. <laughs> I need to make a new one because I didn't transfer it over oh, from, no. from, the old, uh, from the old laptop. <laughs> That's all right. I was wondering, like... There has been a distinct lack of Superman in our songs lately. Not songs, episodes. Um, yeah, that's true. But that's all right. That might have been on purpose because I knew I didn't have the stinger. True. Again, I do like how... I don't know why I said again, but this feels slightly related to like album rosters. I love when producers have such an auditory like signature to their sound like yeah i was listening to the used the other day like lies for the liars and i know now that it was produced by felody but like i wouldn't have back in the day oh. but as soon as it starts you're like oh yeah it's felody like <laughs> same- trumpets and, and brass going off yeah, yeah exactly and Bert, like pick it up pick it up pick it up um <laughs> but yeah you just felt the uh you just felt the desire inbuilt in you to just start skanking yeah no skanking to the used (laughs) sounds pretty on brand let's be real nobody has ever uttered that sentence ever skanking to the used and now that you've said it they will never utter it ever again ah well i'm fine with that (laughs) i'm not anyway what what do you think of this cover it's fine but again it's just because the source material is so dull to me yep like, it's an improvement on her version. It lends itself more to just being a basic punk song. Well, I know people will be like, that's not punk, but like... Like, I listened to that first eponymous album, and it's, it's like, pre-pop punk. Like, it's it's pop punk, but like... Proto-pop punk. Proto-pop punk. Like, yeah. it's not Blink, it's not, like, Simple Plan. It's, it is still poppy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Like, I like it for what it is, but, again, just because I'm not connected to the material, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It is what it is. I, and I'm kind of in the same boat, like, it's kind of, it's just sort of a boring, you know, cover. Um, Mm. I do like that his vocal delivery, though, very much either sounds like they're too good for this or that it's a huge joke that they're doing a Madonna song. Right, yeah. Like, it's very snotty. And, yeah, I, I like it. I don't... I, I'm not saying it's good. Yeah. It reminds me of, and I don't know how we haven't had this discussion before, but that band, The Androids, that did yep. the song Do It with Madonna, like... Yeah. We have discussed them before. Oh, good. Um, I think, like, it has the same energy where, like, can you believe we're singing about Madonna? Can you believe we're singing a Madonna song? Like, yeah. Just sort of, like, winking to the audience. Yeah. It's... And, like, it's fun in that sense, but also I'm just, again, like, eh. But, again, this is the same compilation album that has the Like a Prayer cover. And, yeah. And, like I said, I love that cover. Artist. See, that to me is just bad sequencing and, like, bad... Because they did pop later on. They did 80s. They did... Yeah. To have two Madonna songs and have one of them be 
significantly cooler than the others. It's like, well, I guess at the po- at the time though, this was their second compilation. That's album. true. They were just kind of cramming shit onto a CD. Probably they might not have known what was going to happen with it, and um, I guess that's sort of the 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 issue perhaps with having bands choose the songs that they do yeah. play. Uh, so yeah, sometimes you might get double ups. Yeah, that's fine. Of of the same artist, but like it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um like yeah, it's just kind of a sloppy song as well. Like it but it doesn't feel like I don't know, it's not endearing to me. It's just sort of like, oh, you really should have tightened that up a bit. Yeah. I think if it was slicker in its production, I'd probably love it. Or or f- for me even like sloppier. <laughs> right, yeah. I think like I don't know, if it had more of like a feldy feel to it, I'd probably be like, yeah. Oh yeah, this did not have feldy. Did not have his fingerprints at all on it. Yeah. I don't think I'm not going to make that claim. <laughs> No, I, I agree. This doesn't sound like a felty production because it probably wasn't. And that's fine. But yeah, it doesn't have the sort of gloss that I need it to have to sort of be like, yep, yeah. I'm on board yeah. by this. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's just, it's just in the end, it's just a boring cover. <laughs> but we do have two covers that aren't as boring. Interesting to talk about, at least. Yeah, at least I don't think so. So, first of two additional covers is by none other than Counting Crows. This cover. This is, this is just, it's like, this is just the soundtrack to a very average person's life. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's, look, it makes me laugh and I can, I can honestly listen to it and go, I'm not bored listening to this as opposed to the original and the Punk Goes cover. It just, to me, it kind of feels like if John Mayer did Madonna. It, de- it definitely, but it's the Counting Crows vocalist. Yeah, what's it, Adam someone? Adam uh, Kurtz? No, that's it's, not it's, him. It's, I know it's definitely not Darius Rucker, as I've <laughs> no, made the comparison again. before. <laughs> All roads lead to Hootie, to apparently Hootie to you. <laughs> but no, it's like the borderline is... Adam Duritz. Adam Duritz. Did he did he ever remove the dreadlock wig? Oh, that makes me sad. 
it's very it's very lounge music. Like as you said, like it's it's like if John Mayer. It's just did very this. pleasant. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just not that not that there's anything offensive about Counting Crows, but there's nothing offensive about this. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, I in, like I don't love Counting Crows because I don't know enough of them, but I like them because they're perfectly harmless. Yeah, they are goofy. And this again, like this is just like a very wholesome cover. I'm just like, this is nice. They might be goofy in my mind because they did do the opening song to Shrek too. Yeah, accidentally so, in love. So it's like. They're Smash Mouth Light. And and they also did um, Big Yellow Taxi, which yeah. I genuinely liked back in the day. And that's a cover, isn't it? Yeah, Joni, Mi- Joni Mitchell? No. I don't know. No, Jesus. Janis Joplin. Ah. Uh, hang on. That's Michelle Branch in the, co- yeah. in the cover? Yeah. Oh, no, Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton. I always get those two mixed so up. So do I. Uh, Big Yellow Taxi. <laughs> what? Joni Mitchell? Well, then you were oh right. Oh, my God. Okay. So then you were right. That can't be right. It is. See, I'm used to Joni Mitchell being, like, that bluesy sort of from Love Actually. The, I've seen things from both sides. I don't know how it goes. Uh, yeah. I I don't remember too much about Love Actually, so. Oh, that movie breaks my heart. Um, Is that? Anyway. But, yes, I, as I said, I'm not bored listening to this. It makes me laugh. But like, <laughs> I don't think that's the intention, though, and that's what makes it funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I shouldn't be laughing while listening to this, but I think it's also just because it's Counting Crows, and I'm just like, oh, they're kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I want them to do well. Yes. I'm just gonna quickly look up. I hope there's no controversy attached to them. I'm um, sure. I'm sure that the probably fucking is. I'm sure that Counting Crows are doing fine. Uh, the controversy is his hair. It's the fucking hair that's the controversy. So, <laughs> oh, what did Adam do? Come on, Adam. What did you do? Well, I think the worst thing he's ever done is that he sat down for an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience earlier this year. Oh, earlier this year. Um. Yeah. He look, Joe Rogan is a is a nonce, but like he also he gets people from both sides. Like Bernie was on an episode of Joe Rogan last year, I think. I'm... I think Fauci was on an Oh no, I think I think the Joe Rogan subreddit are like, let's get Fauci on there. Mm. And and he can tell Joe Rogan that he's an idiot for taking horse deworming tablets. But yeah, I don't think there's been like I think it's all quite normal. Oh, he did an AMA on Reddit. Good for him. Um, but again, I just, I want the best for Adam and the Crows. So I. That's a better name, Adam and the Crows. <laughs> Instead of Adam and the Ants. And like, Adam should be like the drummer. It shouldn't be the singer. <laughs> yeah. He just, hello, I'm Adam and these are the Crows and I'll be drumming now. Enjoy. One, two, three, four. Um. I, I mean, I feel like that was. That was Fallout Boy's identity for a while. Was hello, I'm Pete Wentz, and this is Fallout Boy. Oh yeah, like now I'm gonna play bass guitar, and you'll never hear me sing. No, well, he did back up. Didn't he, he did back up, yeah. and also just sort of like yelling or yep. screaming, whatever. Yep. Um, but no, I I enjoy this cover. It's very pleasant. As I said, I'm not bored. A line. Uh, yeah, that's true. I bored a line. I I laugh at it, but like. <laughs> It it's a good kind of laugh. Like it's that sort of laugh when it's like something shouldn't exist and it does, and you just sort of you're happy and you laugh. 
like that. <laughs> so this one doesn't make me laugh because it's genuinely cool. Yeah, this is a cool one. Um, so our last cover for the day is by The Flaming Lips featuring Stardeath and White Dwarf. Vibey. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, this is one of those covers where I could totally see them having released it as their own song, and mm. I would buy that. I've because I've never listened. I'm, I've heard of them, but I've never listened to Flaming Lips before, so I don't know if this is their style or if they're more leaning towards the. They are very sort of avant-garde and like vibey, yeah. I guess. Like, do you realize it's like a very sort of dreamy kind of okay. Um. But yeah, they've done like I know them best for "Do You Realize" and also, God, there's this one song, shit, I forget what it's called, but like part of it's just like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. is that Flaming Lips? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that song just makes me think of because there's a montage in the movie "I Love You, Man." Yes, it has that song playing, so it just makes me think of "I Love You, Man." Oh, so it's called the "Yeah, Yeah, Yeah" song. Well, there you go. Um. And, like, yeah, so that came out in 2006, and they're just, they're one of those bands that, like, they are capital C cool, like, I feel like they're a very easy band to trot out, like, oh yeah, I've listened to the Flyman Laps, like, but there's a reason for that, and it's because they do cool shit. Yeah. Like this cover. This makes me think of the slowed down Alvin and the Chipmunks, but, yeah. but purposeful. Like very sort of sludgy and like Kind of, but like just in that that sort of like this is an experience, but like yeah. we created this experience. Like yeah. We didn't just happen upon it. Like, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but I'd be interested to know how much of it is flaming lips and how much of it is is it Stardust and the White Dwarf? Yeah, yeah. Um Stardeath and White Dwarf. Ah, oh, whoops. I think I said that. Anyway. But, um, yeah, they're just, they're a cool band, and... You just think they're neat. Yeah. I just think they're neat. <laughs> um, Money's too tight for steak. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's cool. I like what they do. They, like, I've never really gotten super into them mostly just because, again, they were huge back when I didn't have the mental and physical capacity to, like, listen to all of their stuff. But yeah. they're fun. Yeah. They're one of those ones, like, if they came over here on tour again, also because we haven't seen a live show for a million years now. Um, mm, over a year for me. 
I would go see them because you know they would put on a hell of a show. Yeah. So, sorry. And that is my report. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've started off really high on our on our fizzes. Mm -hmm. Petered out a bit with the fizzer of a song. Yep. But now we're we're high again. Yeah. On this song. I, yeah. On these two covers again, like Counting Crows. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so all up, hell yeah or yeah nah? Oh, uh, it's a yeah nah for the the yeah. first two. Like again, go and listen to so many of her other singles. They're so better. They're so much better. Like this just blows. Yeah, this it doesn't even like. I guess it's leaning towards yeah. Okay. Purely for the fact that we got to listen to Counting Crows and the Flaming Lips featuring Star Death and White Dwarf. But so, like, so like it's it's the fact it's what it led to. It's the experience. That's that exactly you, it's it. the friends you made along the way. Yeah, but the two like the original and the cover for the purpose of Punk Goes are a yeah nah for me. In the annals of Punk Goes history, they will be a yeah nah. Um. Thank you for listening. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at PunkGoesPod. Uh, email at PunkGoesPod at gmail.com. Emails still exist, people. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I doubt that we will, but that's okay. And <laughs> yeah, pick up some Moondog Fizzer <laughs> alcoholic seltzers. For a guaranteed good time. If you're in your, if you're in our local area, because I'm pretty sure it's just a Melbourne specific. Yeah, well, maybe trick. this will prompt them to start internationally. And ah, good for them. Yeah, you heard it first, Moon Dog. This has been borderline. <laughs>